Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Is looking for you, Peter. He wants to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. I want to tell somebody this morning Jesus is praying for you. You didn't hear me. I said, Jesus is praying for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus knew that Peter's heart was in the right place, but and that he had the right intentions, but he knew that when that situation would come, it would shake Peter. And truly, Peter was shaken. And do you know what he did after that? He went back to fishing. <laughs> Where Jesus picked him from. Jesus picked him and said, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And for all those three plus years that Jesus walked with them or they walked with Jesus, Jesus put in so much into them to make them disciples, to, to also make them fishers of men. But Peter didn't continue to be a fisher of man or men. He went back to fishing. He went back to fishing. So you can say that Peter, Peter failed big time. I'm reading from John chapter 21 now, verse 3 to 7. Bible says that Simon Peter said to his, the other disciples, I'm going fishing. That means that this whole following Jesus thing, I, I, yeah, yeah, it didn't work. So I'm going back, going back to my roots. There was a song like that. So I'm going fishing. And the other said to him, we'll also go with you. You see, the, the mindset and the actions of a leader is very important. He said, I'm going fishing. And they said, oh, they will also go fishing with you. And they went for, the Bible said, went into a ship. And that night, they caught nothing again. But when the morning was come, Jesus stood at the shore, the risen Christ. But the disciples don't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, have you any meat? They said, no. And he said, cast your net to the right side of the boat and you shall find and they cast the net like before when he told Peter to cast his net. And immediately, the Bible says they also, you know how fishermen, they watch a tree, they, they draw. They could not draw because of the multitude of fish that they enclosed, they, they caught. And then the disciples knew that it was Jesus. Because they had seen that scenario before when Jesus said that, cast your net into the sea for a drought. And Peter said, Lord, we have told on I caught nothing. But at thy word, we'll do it. And they did, and they caught a lot of fish. So the disciples recognized that it was Jesus. And then they said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard this, out of shame, he put his cloak around him because the Bible said he was naked, fisherman on the sea. And he jumped into the sea <laughs> out of shame. He was so ashamed of himself that of all things, he had denied Jesus three times. And he had also gone fishing, encouraging the others to go fishing with him. So we say today is our same ministry, you know. Our same ministry. You know? are, we, are we together this morning? Our yeah. same ministry, you know. God loves the thing. So he was ashamed and he, he cast himself into the sea. Then Jesus talked to them and said, bring the fish that you have caught. And then Simon came up, drew the net full of fish. And this are 153, right? And there were so many fish that the net broke. Then Jesus said, come and dine. And Jesus set the table before them. They grilled the fish. And then 
he looked at Simon and said, Simon Peter, do you love me? Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Then he said, yes, you know that I love you. Then he said, feed my lambs. Then he said to him again, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, I love you. You know I love you. Then he said to him, feed my sheep. Then he asked him a third time, Simon, Peter, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. What was Jesus doing? He was restoring Simon back to his position. Amen. Despite his fall, despite his denial, despite his runaway behavior, Jesus was restoring him back because Jesus had told him and I told all the disciples, when Peter had the revelation that Jesus was the Christ, he said that you are Peter and upon this rock, this knowledge, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so Peter was more or less put in a leadership position. He failed. But Jesus restored him quickly. Amen. He, re- he, co- he restored him quickly because he recognized that it was fear that had made Peter do this. He was afraid when they said, are you also, or you are also with the Galilean, knowing that Jesus was in big trouble, he was very afraid. Fear can set into our life anytime. Sometimes we fear for different, different reasons. But when fear sets in, sin also sets in. Whatever we fear, it puts us in a place of opening the door for sin to set in. Fear is crippling. Fear can cripple you. Fear can deny you the fulfillment of your destiny. Fear can stop you in life. And that's why if you go through the Bible, what they say, I haven't counted yet. They say that about 365 fear knots. So if you take it as a, a tablet every day, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. There's enough fear knots said in the Bible for the whole year. See, those who have... But those who are fearful always have a tendency to give up, to give up on themselves, to give up on their dreams, to give up on their purpose. And some also even give up on God. Others give up on themselves. And then when fear comes, you begin to think less of yourself than you really are because it's a voice of the enemy. But as believers, we must master faith every day. And to, the word to master is, 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 is a military word, to gather troops and that's how it must be within your spirit. You master faith. You, 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 you gather it by force. Even when you can't faith, you must master faith every day so that fear doesn't take over your life and destroy your life. Amen. We must master faith. Every day you wake up, you are faced with life. You are faced with the situations of life. But master faith. Master courage. Because there's nothing bigger than God. Are we together this morning? And there's nothing scarier than God. In fact, God is... Scary. That is literal English. That doesn't mean that he's terrifying like a devil. No, but he's awesome. Bible says he's awesome in all his ways. He's Jeremiah called that great and terrible God. Able to do all things. There's nothing beyond the power of God. So if you want to fear anything in life, fear God. Fear him not as in terror, but fear him to love him and to hate evil. Amen. And Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom is a principal thing that builds life. So instead of fearing what you fear, I don't know what you're afraid of this month. Some people are afraid of their future, for their future. What's going to happen to you? What's going to... You don't have to be afraid. Why? Because 
as I read to you in the beginning, he that is within you is greater than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord. Jesus has said to Peter, he said, Simon, Satan has sought to sift you. He's looking for you to sift you, shake you down, as Americans would say, like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. Beloved, our faith will not fail. Tell us that my faith will not fail. Amen. He said, I've prayed for you so you don't fail in your faith. Your faith doesn't give up. You don't give up in your faith. In your faith. What faith? Faith to rise up after the mistake. Faith to rise up after the fall. Faith to rise up after whatever has happened to you. Faith to rise up again. Because some people fall in different areas of life. And because of fear or because of lack of faith, they are never able to bounce back. But God wants you to bounce back. Big time. Oh, are you with me this morning? Amen. You must bounce back again in faith to achieve your purpose. You started with a purpose. It didn't go right. Something went wrong. Do you let it go? No. You shake off the dust. You go back to it and move. That is the strength that God gives us as children of God. Amen. Faith in your, in your ability to be successful, to have success in whatever you are doing. A very good businessman will tell you that it didn't start from here. They saw that, they did that, they did that, and finally they hit the jackpot on something. People will tell you, if you look at some of these big multi-billionaires or whatever, if they tell you they are beginning, the number of failures, the number of heartaches, the number of disappointments, but they did not stop. They persevered. They pursued. They cried a lot, wept a lot, sometimes felt like giving up, but then they found strength somewhere or the other. But with us, strength is given to us by the Spirit of God. Amen. Oh, put your hands together this morning. You see, because life can throw you a curveball. In fact, Satan will throw span, a span in your wheel. When your wheel is going and your car or your train is chugging along, chug, 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 nice. Then for you know, what's happening? So this has happened. And it's like everything that you have worked for, everything that you have planned, everything that you have done, kind of goes back. But that is not the end. No, it is not the end. Hallelujah. Amen. Life can throw you a curveball, but remember this. Jesus is praying for you. If nobody's praying for you at all in this world, maybe you have a prayer partner, you think she's praying for you, he's praying for you, he's not praying for you. Maybe praying against you. But <laughs> it's happened, it happens. Jesus is praying for you. In your midnight hour, when you can't find anybody to even talk to, you don't need to worry. Jesus is praying for you. He says, Satan has sought to save you like wheat, but I am praying for you. I have prayed for you. I have a friend. She used to sing me this song. I love the song so much. Periodically, when I feel like, oh, my battery is running low, I, I play it. I'm not a singer, you know. I make a joyful noise, but I'll try there's someone is praying for you someone is praying for you so when it seems you're all alone and your heart and she go like oh break into that's what she'll do break into remember someone is praying for you amen if i that's the chorus the beginning it says that when you think you are alone and your, your, your hope is all gone. When your tears fall like raindrops 
all the, oh yeah, when you think you are a little, oh, no, let, me, let me speak it. <laughs> I, I should have pushed, I should push it, you know. The first one was, God, at least you clap for me. That's sad, no. No, I mean sad, no. It's that when you think you're all alone and, and, and your faith is all gone and your tears fall like raindrops all the day long. Say, Jesus knows and he cares and he knows what you're going through. Remember that someone is praying for you. That's someone, that's someone. It's Jesus. Jesus is praying for you. Is somebody with me this morning? Tell yourself, Jesus is praying for me. In any situation, wherever I'm at today, whether for my business, my job, whatever, Jesus is praying for me. He's a great intercessor, the greatest intercessor. He is the great high priest who makes intercession for us. And the Bible says that his intercession for us is pure because he has gone through whatever we are, we are, we are going through and therefore he can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. You can go to somebody and tell the person that my, my, I have a toothache. That person never had a toothache before. So they don't understand what the pain of toothache is. But when the person had a toothache before and you say, I have a toothache, I say, yeah. Somebody will only empathize with you, not sympathize, empathize, be in it with you when they've gone through what you are going through. It's always better. Amen. Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, today I'm trying to be very quick. It says, seeing that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, there's Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our profession, our confession, what we say. For we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our, our infirmities but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Amen. So let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Our high priest, the one who is the high priest of our profession, the one who stands in the gap for us, the one is the same one who has saved us, he's the same one who has shed his blood. So imagine this, he has shed his blood for you to be saved. And he's praying for you. Can you imagine the intensity of that prayer? Because even if you buy something nice and you give it to somebody and they, they, they spoil it, you get so angry. But he has shed his blood for you. And so when things are going wrong for you, Jesus said, no, 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 no. Listen, I've paid for a Rama to be healed. There is no way she cannot be healed. Father, a Rama must be healed. That is the intercession of Jesus. I've prayed that this person should live because I died for their sake. Father, they must live. And that's when you also pray in the name of Jesus. Then you are praying in the name of Jesus. Jesus is, hey, they are praying my name. You ask your petitions. He will bring to you that which is needed. Our high priest can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He's been through all that we, have, we are going through. Amen. And yet Bible says he did not sin. Jesus is making intercession for us. Hallelujah. He's making intercession for us. And because of that, we can be confident and fearless in this life. We can be confident of a better outcome to every situation in life. Going through any situation in life is hard. It's hard. I'm telling you, it's hard, difficult. But you have the greatest intercessor on your behalf. And therefore, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8, verse 34 to 39 says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Jesus that died, yet rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who makes intercession for us? So who condemns? Jesus. But it is he also that has died for you and is making intercession for you. So the same one who should condemn you is now your Lord and making intercession for you. Amen. 
and he said that who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I always like to like, I like to add what shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? No, so as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. The daily ups and downs we go through. But he says, but nay, in all these things, in spite of all these things, in spite of everything you go through in life, he said we are more than what. Talk to me, church. Through him who loved us and gave his life for us. We are more than conquerors. Tell us I'm more than a conqueror. Oh, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you at all. Oh, even the street people didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels or principalities or powers nor things present nor things to come. So don't be afraid of today. Don't be afraid of what is coming. What is coming? Because any day, how big is it? And you know, sometimes I tell you that you put upon you. And those of you like to Google. We have a small pain in your neck. You Google. And Google will tell you that means that you have um, something, something myeloma. Then you text, you text, what is myeloma? And you tell myeloma is a cancer. Hey! Immediately you start getting that fear. Is that devil? Tell him to shut up. And don't go snooping in Google to ask those questions. The time you use in Google asking those questions, you know, which are your imagination going wild, take your Bible and read the Gospel of Mark. <laughs> and, and receive faith, rather, to be healed. Amen. So nothing will separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The love that God has for us is so great that even in the midst of struggle, in the midst of trouble, he will help us. Amen. Now many people in the Bible, as we know their names, they, today they are called righteous, they are called holy men, they are called, you know, we, we, we look at them in awe. But they went through, they went through periods of failure, but some recovered powerfully. David for example, went to battle with his men and when they came to Ziglag, they came and found out that the Amalekites had come, killed, you know, taken their, flo- their wives and children, killed all the animals, ransacked their camp. And the men, war, men of war, they wept until they had no strength to weep. After weeping, they looked at David and said, you took us to war. So they said, let us stone this man. It's his fault. People are quick to shift blame. But in the midst of all that pain and disappointment and why he seems to have lost his wives, his children, and then his allies, his close friends, are thinking about stoning him. But Bible said David did what? He encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. He took courage in the fact that God is on his side. There are times in life you will find no man, no woman, no person. In that time, encourage yourself in the Lord. Because he's ever with you, ever present. He has said he will never leave you, nor forsake you. Hallelujah. So David went and inquired from the Lord, shall I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I recover? God said, pursue. You will surely overtake. You will recover all. And he went after them, and truly he got back everything that they had stolen from him. I pray for you this morning, that after you have wept a day, or maybe two hours, may you find the strength within yourself to seek for God's direction and go forth. Run 
and recover everything that the enemy has stolen from you. Because it doesn't belong to him. It belongs to you. What is yours is yours. You don't let it go. Hallelujah. So David went through a time like that. He see that he had failed, but he recovered. Abraham, the father of faith. We call him the father of faith today. But Abraham was not flawless. Abraham lied. Liar boy. He lied. He lied that Sarah was his sister. Big fat lie. Almost got the king into trouble. He lied. That was the first offense. The second one was that when his wife said that, I'm going to give you Hagar, my maid. Go into her and have children for us. He didn't refuse. Because if he was a father of faith, he should have said, Oh, Sarah, my daughter, take your time. God will do what he says he will do. He didn't. He said, Thank you, Jesus. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Christmas comes early. And, and, and she conceived. You know, so can we say that Abraham was faultless? Did Abraham not fail at a point? He did. But today, Bible calls him the father of faith. Why? Because after all those things, he redeemed himself. When God said, bring your only son Isaac and give him for a burnt sacrifice unto me, he did. He took Isaac to kill him, but God stopped him. So he redeemed himself. Hallelujah. Listen, Elijah, prophet Elijah. Today, everybody who has any prophetic inclination wants to be called Elijah. If they used to call the person Richard, you change his name. Now I'm Elijah. Everyone wants to be called Elijah because of the power and the prophetic unction that was upon this man. He was powerful, powerfully anointed. Was able to take on the 450 prophets of Baal in the grove. Was able to call down fire. Have you ever seen anybody call down fire from heaven? Have you seen anybody call down fire from heaven? No. Oh, are you with me, Jed? Have you seen some before? Yeah, but he did. He called fire and fire came from heaven. And he slew single-handedly 450 men who were idol worshippers. A bloody bath by himself. Then the next day, he gets a message from Jezebel that you, this Elijah, may God do so much to you as you have done to me. You will see what I'm going to do to you. I'm coming after you. This man breaks down, becomes depressed, runs for his life goes to hide you know goes to sit somewhere far away under a juniper tree depressed and saying that Lord take my life I, I want to die I want to die first Kings 19 said but he went himself a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said it is enough now oh Lord take away my life for I'm not better than my father's he wanted to die he has suicidal thoughts if you are here you have suicidal thoughts I rebuke that spirit in you. If you are here and you have suicidal thoughts, I bind that spirit and I break that hold of your mind. Listen, if you commit suicide, you die twice. Your, your place is in the fire. Don't even consider it because there's hope for you. I said there's hope for you. Bible says there's hope for a tree even if it be cut down and the stamp thereof lies on the earth. For at the scent of water, it will bud. Even if there's hope for a tree that's been cut down, how much more you? If you're clapping, clap. If you're not clapping, too, don't clap. But I'm telling you something. If God considers a dead stump to bring life back to it, how much more you? Don't ever, don't think about it. Don't dare. Don't. 
And this morning, I pray that may the Holy Spirit give everyone, put your hand on your head. May God give you strength in your mind. May God give you strength in your mind. May God strengthen your soul against any thought of negativity, against any evil thought and suggestion and whispering of the enemy to take your life. In Jesus' mighty name, may you rather be filled with the knowledge that your life is precious and worth living and that you will fulfill and succeed in life. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Why die before your time? But he, he, he really believed his problem. In fact, he kept on repeating these words. He said, I've been very jealous for God, the Lord of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, have thrown down your altars, and slain your prophets with a sword. And I, even I, am left alone, and they seek my life to, to take it away. It wasn't true. God said, no, no, you are not the only prophet left too. I have, as I said, 300 men who have not bowed their knees to, to, to bow. But you see, when that thought comes into your mind, as, as wrong as it is, and be it a lie as it is, you believe it. But I'm telling you this morning that you have not failed. And you will not fail. And even if you have fallen, you will rise. Moses is my, I think, last example here. Moses also was a great general, great man of God. Led all these three million people out of Egypt by miracle signs and wonders powerful. Then they get to a place and these same mixed multitude and the people complaining. You know how like people like to complain? Oh my God. People complain about everything. And so they were complaining. Hey Moses, look, why, 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 you brought us, why have you brought us to this wilderness? There's no water. There's no proper food. We even miss the, the onions and the leeks and, 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 and the meat in Egypt. And God said, okay. He said, go to the rock. Take your staff. The one you used to cross the Red Sea and strike the rock. And water will come. Truly, Moses went and he struck the rock and water gushed out. And they put got water to drink. That's Exodus 17. Then again, because people are never satisfied. <laughs> again, there was no water for the people to drink. And they rebelled. So they rebelled. So if only we had died in Egypt. And then, this time God said to him, <clears throat> go and speak to the rock to bring water. Moses was so frustrated by, by, by the troubles that people were giving him. He was so frustrated that he went, and instead of speaking to the rock according to what God has said to me, he went and he took his staff, hit the rock, pam, once, hit it, pam, twice. Water came out. But Moses' judgment was this, that because he had profaned the word of God, he didn't listen. He had disbelieved that he had done the wrong thing. He would see the land of Canaan, for which he had suffered many, you know, 40 years, suffered with the people. So you see the land of Canaan, but your eyes will not get, your, your feet will not get there. Trouble. Listen, don't let people's pressure cause you to do the wrong thing. So that people can pressurize you, all kinds of complaints and all kinds of things and all things. Okay, complain about me. Come and stand in front of me and complain. If you really mean it, come and tell me. But when you are outside, you are complaining, people are complaining, and we do that to everybody. We do that to our family. We do that to this complaining. You know, it's called memory. And you see, as a leader, he gave into the memory of the people. He let his heart, you know, go. 
I'm talking to everyone. If you're a boss in your corporation or anything, keep your heart. Keep your heart. I'm talking, oh, am I not talking to you? Keep your heart. Your workers, they will rile up against you. Madam, the onion cry. The one they say, oh, madam, you're so nice. They lie. Don't be bothered about that. Be focused. Be purposed. What are you there to do? Do it. To the best of your ability. Do it in excellence. Don't mind the memory. Because you see, if they could do it, they'll be in your seat. They can't do it. They can't do what you are doing. So they'll remember. Little minds gossip. Big minds speak ideas. Hello. Are we together this morning? I'm telling you something. You see, because Moses missed all that he had worked for. And I keep on telling the pastors, listen, let us not be like the road to Temasai board. You know what the road to Temasai board is? The road to Temasai board is there. He said, Tema with an arrow. But that signboard never goes to Tema. It never gets to Tema. So I tell them always, ask them, that we are pastoring. But if you don't take care, you will pastor people to heaven and you stay and go to hell. Why? Because of some of these things. Moses became like the road to the board. And sadly, God told him to go to Mount Pisgah. He stood on Mount Pisgah where he could see the whole of the land of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, the promised land, the land of Canaan, lush and green, beautiful, which he had strove for years, worked for for years. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us, Jesus. Me like this, as you see me so, <laughs> I have been ministry since 26 or something. I'm 56. 30 good years of my life into this thing. You can't use your tongue. Ah, except God. Are you understanding me? Except God. So you must be careful. Moses saw the whole plane, the whole land, but his feet never got there. He died on Mount Pisgah. And God called Joshua to take the people to the promised land. May that never be your portion. May that never be your portion. Because it's hard. It's tough. I keep on telling people that have mercy on you. <laughs> have mercy on you when you are alone and you are. No. It's not right. Because <laughs> I've given my life to this and my life to you. So when you sit in your house and yeah, 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 phone calls, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus is watching you. <laughs> yeah, because he's a, he, he's, a, he's a silent listener to every conversation. He's present. You know? If you are nice to me, God will be nice to you. <laughs> if you are nasty to me in secret, Oh, please, hold on that one. Let me talk. If you are nasty to me in secret, what does my God say? What will my God say? You know, and I'm not talking about myself alone. I'm talking about every one of you sits in the place of leadership. How would you feel when your workers rise up against you? Whom you pay, you help. But it happened to Moses. And my pain for this man is that he missed it. He has struggled, but he missed it. 
They knew who came and so they didn't do hope. It was a kind of failure. God said, this is the land which I swore to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, saying, I'll give it to, the, to thy seed. I've caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not go there. You won't go there. Judgment of God upon him for losing his cool. May we never lose our cool. Peter denied Jesus three times. But the mercy of God, the God of the second chances, gave him another chance. I pray God give us another chance. See, God has already planned your life's purpose. The words that Jesus spoke to Peter could not be undone. He said, upon this knowledge, Peter, you are the rock. And upon this knowledge, this revelation, you said, come on, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will never prevail against it. God has said it. Jesus said it. There was no way Peter wasn't going to achieve it. Are you getting the picture? So in the time when it seems you have failed in something, remember what God said in the beginning. Because at the end of the day, that is what was done. Peter was recovered, reinstated. Amen. And he was put back to where God had ordained him to be. The promise of God never fails. The restorative anointings of God are ever present with us. So no matter what has happened, failure is not your portion. I say failure is not your portion. I want to close on this one. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 54, from verse 7. For a small moment I've forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on you, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For this as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so I have sworn that I will not be wroth with you, nor rebuke you. So for the mountains shall depart, and the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. God said, no matter what happens, his kindness will not depart from you. Neither shall my covenant of peace be removed, saith the Lord. He has a covenant of peace with us. This covenant, we are going to affirm this morning in the, at the communion table and he calls a covenant of peace he said it will never ever be taken from you no matter your mistake no matter your downfall no matter how you've crashed so you think God's arms are ready to pick you up and that says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and it's how that's raised against your life in judgment you have the right to condemn because you have a heritage with God you have an inheritance with God and that inheritance is that the purpose of God concerning our lives will come to pass. So this morning I close on this. No stumbling block will stop you. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said no stumbling block will stop you. You will rise above it. Are we together? And I tell you that your latter end shall be greater than the former. What is in front of you is bigger, better than what is past. So let the past go. Your end shall be great and you are giving grace for the second chance in life. May the Lord bless us this morning. You want to rise up on your feet this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Overcoming failure is the word. Thank you, Jesus. You want to lift up your voice yourself and talk to God wherever you feel or the enemy has been taunting you that you have failed. You haven't failed? No. I always tell that we are all works in progress. Yeah, you haven't failed. You are a work in progress. All things are being worked together 
the good, the bad, and the ugly together for your good. God is taking everything into consideration and bringing out the best for you. You will not remain down. And the past is past. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of the blood that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, for the revival of your spirit who quickens us unto newness of life. Thank you for your mercies, O God, by which we are not consumed, ah, even in our mistakes and our feelings and our fallings, we are not consumed because of your mercies, O God. Somebody thank the Lord this morning because he sees you new every day and every day he pours a fresh anointing upon your life to strengthen you, to give you the grace to move forward and you continue to move forward. You will not fail, you will not slack, you will move forward by the power of God unto the fulfillment of the purpose of God for bringing you here on earth. Lift up your voice and pray. The Lord restore me, oh God. Restore my confidence in life. Restore my confidence in people. Some of you have been so disappointed in people that you've lost confidence in people. Pray! Because you are in this earth. No man is an island. You still need people. Pray! Lord, restore me. And wherever you think you are failing even now, pray, Lord, help me. Help me to overcome this. Give me the wisdom, the understanding to overcome. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. God wants to heal you this morning. Heal your soul that has been wounded, your spirit that was bruised. God wants to heal you inside wants to heal you in your body also God wants to make you whole and you shall be made whole nothing missing, nothing broken he is your maker your creator your redeemer and your helper bring it out before God this morning there's a healing in this house today that after all the tears there is laughter Ah, you will see a bright new day according to the promises of God according to the purpose of God for your life he said for a little while I was wroth with you but now see the Lord God says that he's doing a new thing in your life can you not see it do you not perceive it you'll be in this house this morning you'll be online listening this morning it's the sign that God wipes away what was the failure or is the failure and gives you the strength to rise to succeed to overcome to be victorious pray I hear peace. God is restoring peace to your soul. Receive peace in your soul. Too much upheaval, too much stress. But this morning, God grants you peace.
peace in the confidence of this covenant of peace that he has with you knowing that he will perfect all that concerns your life you don't have to take over he allow him to take over he's our peace thank you jesus we give you praise lift up your voice once again in the name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus oh be glorified O oh god in the lives of your people this morning somebody received fresh fire somebody received new strength somebody received a surge of new ideas huh and I tell you that that business is not going down, it's going up. <laughs> oh, because there will be a fresh injection of the favor of God into that business. <laughs> that will lift it to the next level. <laughs> Receive it now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. No fear for the future. Because he's already gone ahead of us. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this morning. Let the spirit of peace settle upon every life here, Holy Spirit. Come upon your people, O oh God. Renew hearts. Renew strengths. Let troubles bow before your people. Let them trample down serpents and scorpions, all the power of the enemy. Sorceries and divinations against them. Occultic projections against them to cause them to fall and fail or die. This morning we bind and we destroy them by the power of God. And we declare safety and security to every life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let God be glorified. I said let the Lord be glorified in your life. May God be glorified in your life. This morning I speak the blessing of God upon your life. The blessing for divine restoration the blessing for an upliftment in your life. The blessing of God that makes rich and no sorrow is added to it. I command that blessing of God upon your life. And I pray that may God speak to you yourself personally even after this morning's word. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless us in Jesus mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.